Why is podcasting so hot right now? Join me today on the Fanny Dennegan Show as we talk about how I create podcasts to grow your business with Anna Xavier. Join me. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Fanny Dunnigan Show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're tuning in from. Thank you for joining me today. We are going to be talking all about podcasting today. So make sure you settle in in your chair or couch or office, wherever you are, and uh, enjoy the show. In the meantime, let's see who has joined us. I saw a whole bunch of people here. Dolores. Uh, Yolanda, welcome Yolanda from sunny Frisco, David from Grand Saline, Texas. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And uh, there's Dolores. Welcome Dolores Garcia. Um, we have Jorge Manuel Ribeiro. Hopefully I pronounced that correctly. Welcome Jorge. Um, and uh, this is awesome. And Chandra, always great to see you, Chandra. Welcome. And uh, it's finally sunny here in Dallas, Fort Worth. We've had a whole week of rain and it's been nuts. Uh, so feeling super happy with all the sunshine here. Sally, welcome. Uh, where is she? There she is, Sally. Welcome, Sally. And uh, Don Williams. Hey, Don. Don just launched a new podcast. So, uh, Don, you'll have to mention your podcast in the comments and let people know so they can subscribe. Don Williams, a great sales coach of mine. Uh, welcome, Don. And uh, who else? We have Joe. Joe from Princeton, Texas. Welcome, Joe. Thanks for joining us. Okay, this is great. Roxanne, 
Roxanne's here. For those of you that are interested in looking into franchising businesses, make sure you connect with Roxanne. And in addition, she's just an all around great person. So make sure you connect with Roxanne as well. Okay, folks, let's get to it. Um, I also want to remind everyone, make sure you network with each other in the comments. Use this time to meet other people in the network, in the community. And uh, I challenge you to connect to three new people in the comments of the show. There's some really great, giving, um, wonderful, kind people in the comments here. So you definitely want to connect with them. And tag your friends. Tell them to join our show live. We always love having new audience members and uh, tag them to join. This week's content tip of the week is actually a productivity tip. I've actually been feeling kind of overwhelmed lately. Um, I've been juggling a lot of things. And so I started studying and looking for more productivity tips and ways to kind of be more effective and be more productive. And so I wanted to highlight three things that I've learned and adopted and how that's kind of helped me be more productive. So the first thing I want to do is I want to give a shout out to Daniel Pink. This is a great book called When. And he talks all about you know, scheduling your different activities depending on your energy levels throughout the day. So if you're a morning person, then schedule your creative and planning work in the mornings. And then when you're feeling kind of sluggish, you know, that 2 p.m. mark in the afternoon, then that's when you should schedule your meetings and your more of your social activities. So um, he definitely talks about how to schedule your day so that your activities match your energy level. So that's tip number one. Number two is batch your work. I learned that from Jordan Carroll. He is a remote job coach. So if you're looking for remote jobs, make sure you connect with him. Jordan taught me the concept of batch working. So group your activities together. Group all your meeting activities together. Group all your creative activities together. Group all your business development activities together, your sales activities, whatever they are, group them together so that then your mind is in the same, you know, mindset and framework as you tackle those tasks. And number three, I learned from uh, Lisa Harrington. So shout out to Lisa Harrington, a wonderful um, leadership coach. And uh, she taught me the concept of designating a day to have no meetings. Make it your admin day, make it your thinking day. That's the day where for all you entrepreneurs out there, you're doing invoicing or um, you know doing business development or thinking through or planning or strategy. So every, pick one day of the week that uh, you can maybe designate as a no meeting day so that you can kind of sort through all your thoughts and do planning and creative work. So those are my three productivity tips. I hope you find those useful as well. And then for more tips, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I have over 30 videos there talking all about different content tips as well. And that's Fanny Dunnigan. Okay, now I want to bring on my community manager, Anne Small. We have a new segment that we call the Creator of the Week, where we highlight different and amazing creators on LinkedIn so that you can also follow them and, um, and learn from them and get the latest news and tips. So Anne, who is our Creator of the Week? Okay, everybody. So the big announcement, creator of the week is dun, 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 Mark Williams. You guys um, need to check out Mark Williams. Yes, he is also known as Mr. LinkedIn. Um, Fanny's going to, yeah, there's his profile there. Let me tell you a little bit of why we picked Mark this week. We'll give you three reasons why. First of all, 
Mark will give you the latest LinkedIn features. The things that me and Fanny saw through some of his posts just was life-changing on here. Some of the tips and tricks, like you'll see creator mode. What is creator mode? Look at Mark Williams' newsletter to see what that is because it makes a huge difference. Again, his newsletter, it's a LinkedIn newsletter, guys. So you'll see on the posts as he has his creator mode on that you can either subscribe or it'll show that you're already subscribed. And either way, you can read the newsletter right there on LinkedIn. What a great way to promote your content. So you have both of those things. And let's not forget what we're talking about today, podcasting. Mark has a podcast. You'll see everything in there and every tip and trick on LinkedIn that you could possibly imagine. Way to go, Mark. Thank you, Anne. And for all of you out there, make sure you connect with Anne Small. She is the community manager of the show and all around great what I call the engagement queen. So uh, make sure you connect with Anne here on LinkedIn. Thank you so much. Okay. Um, and now let's get to the star guest of the show. We are going to be talking all about podcasting. Um, and I want to bring her on now. Her name is Anna Xavier. Anna, welcome to the show. Hi, Fanny. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to buy, to finally be in your show because I think it's been around, I'd say, probably like half a year that we've been connected. By the way, yes. uh, shout out to Lindy Chapman that she was the one that introduced yes. us both. Uh, yes. yes, Lindy. Um, she's, she's in the comments as well. I was checking the comments. I love it. <laughs> yeah, so um, I love actually your, your tips of the week were amazing because first off, I love your tips. They're always, they always trigger a part of my brain and I'm like the creator brain that I'm like, oh yes, I need to try that. Um, and I you. love just um, processes and systems. And that's something that actually we're going to be talking a little bit about today when you create your Absolutely. podcast. Yes. So, Absolutely. Yes. Um, I, I have so to say, I'm sorry. Uh, no, ahead. in the meantime, I wanted to read everyone your bio. <laughs> of course. Because um, first of all, if you want to learn anything to do with podcasting or anything to up your podcast game, you need to connect with Anna Xavier. Anna is the founder and CEO of the Podcast Space, a mission-based business that supports podcasters working towards the betterment of their communities. She and her work uh, and team work exclusively with professionals who are passionate about helping and educating their tribe while growing their business organically and authentically. She recorded her first podcast way back in 2008. Oh my gosh. Even before she graduated from her bachelor's degree in science of communications and journalism at the University of Porto in Portugal at a time when podcast technology wasn't even as democratized as it is today. And through her 10 years of experience in podcasting, radio, digital marketing, and the nonprofit world, Anna has developed a deep and holistic understanding of communications and technology. And through her work um, at the podcast space, she has helped podcasters with all stages of podcasting, including launching it, editing, distribution, and strategy alignment, audits, and consulting, all of those things. In fact, I hired Anna to help me with my audits and auditing my podcast, and she had all kinds of great tips. So Anna, how did you even get into this world of podcasting? Like why podcasting of all things? Yes. Um, well, funny enough, yes, 2008 uh, was the first time where I actually got into podcasting. Um, it was while I was in college, and it was this it's very different than today because you had to do all of these technical things that you don't today. So I'm so happy that uh, on these like three years, it uh, technology has developed in such a way that, you know, we can really get a message out there without having, well, we, I mean, podcasters who don't have the uh, ability to get all in depth training and on technology and editing and all of that, they can just spread their message, connect with their communities in a much simpler way, which I am very happy about because it doesn't, because you have a good idea doesn't mean that it needs to be in the, in the back of your uh, closet forever because you can't uh, execute it. So um, I, I have a really uh, varied experience with podcasting because I've done broadcasting in Portugal, right? And 
it was very different than than when I moved to the UK and I did uh, online and community radio, which is something that is completely different and just like hosting styles and trends just obviously podcast is so different from country to country and that's actually something that people should consider when launching their their show is considering um am i launching to uh reach a local or a national audience or is it worldwide Mm. because it's it's something that you know like for instance by giving proper examples, probably that will help people. Um, Podcasting in Portugal, it's still, if you are a podcaster, you're likely to uh, be told, oh, you need to have that deep voice and you need to speak a little bit slower. Um, In the Uh. US, for instance, people are told to be energetic and, um, (laughs) you know, kind of like- Yeah, that's true. your audience immediately and be catchy. Whereas, um, you know, in the UK, they they embrace all styles of hosting and it's it's phenomenal to just see the differences and and understand how how exciting it can be and fun. And that's a challenge for everyone at home. Just just listen to a different, uh, to a different podcast everywhere in the world and kind of like, oh, I wonder what a podcast sounds, you know, in Britain and um, Spanish uh, podcasting is growing insane. So there's a lot of people hosting podcasts, podcasts in Spanish and English, um, and and actually distributing to to um, those different audiences just because it's it's growing so much in popularity. So wow! Yeah, For those of you experience. in the comments, let us know if you listen to podcasts. I would love to see who listens to podcasts right now yes. and who's interested in doing podcasts themselves. Let us know Absolutely. in the comments below. Um, yes, and. I just want to do a quick shout out to Volta, because for those of you that noticed, I don't know if you noticed my intro, my countdown intro has a new look and all those watercolors are done by Volta um, of the color snack company. So uh, make sure you all connect with her as well. And I wanted to give her a quick shout out. Um, But Anna, like why is podcasting such so popular it's it feels like i don't know if it's a pandemic or what but it's gotten so popular in the last year or two like what are you what are you seeing as far as the trend here yeah um so the pandemic absolutely kind of like sped up the uh the consumption of podcasts because people suddenly found themselves uh within the two situations which is one i have plenty of time in my hands or and to um, I need company, I want company. And podcasting is such an intimate experience. Um, it's not like watching TV, uh, it's more intimate. So as a host, you're able to connect with your listener because there's normally people, normally people uh, will listen to podcasts on a one-on-one basis, right? And um, that definitely sped up the uh, interest in podcasting. And I had a lot of clients that approached me because they were they were saying something like, I always wanted, wanted to start a podcast, but I could never find the time and I was like yep and now is a good time because you can you can take yeah. a little bit of time you know maybe two months to get like actually comfortable hosting a show and so that was really exciting to meet all of these people that had amazing podcast ideas and they were forced to sit down um, and yeah. on on the other hand I met um, these uh, coach actually from London um, who I met oh. through uh, a some some different networking and she was telling me that podcasting changed her life she just told me i learned so much and because Mm -hmm. i'm you know working around the house she works from from home so it's kind of like going for a walk all of these things are happening and she's like i get so much knowledge while multitasking and that is the key uh to the podcast success which is it's not like video where you need to be uh engaging at all times you can listen to a podcast while you're driving you can if you're a podcaster you can reach your listeners when they're walking when they're um you know folding laundry (laughs) doing dishes doing dishes cooking if it if it doesn't require if it's not a recipe that requires a lot of attention you can you know sprinkle in a podcast and listen and really um learn all of these things that you wouldn't be able to do before because it require you know you can't read people can't get as a podcaster you can't express your emotion and your intentions and your passion and your excitement um on a podcast they in a way that you can, you know, in a podcast, a blog is not the same. A video, Absolutely. you may be camera shy, so you feel a little bit daunted or, you know, self-conscious. So 
it is so, so, so good to do a, an audio podcast that can really get you comfortable because it is bare bones. If you do not share good content, people won't listen. And that's yeah. one of the things that is kind of almost like a, a tip, a content tip. Mm -hmm. Catch um, 22, yeah. Yeah, if you don't release good content, you won't be able to catch an audience because you have nothing else to distract them from. You can, don't have amazing lighting or graphics or all of these other things or your looks, um, yeah. all of these other things that you can, you know, uh, develop an interest in that, you know, will, will you distract your listener from. Exactly. You just talk. Yes, that is correct. So that's mainly the reasons. Some of the comments here, Dolores, she's saying, yes, that's why I love podcasts. You can multitask while I listen. Uh, Yolanda as well, she listens to podcasts. Uh, Virginia had a question and we're actually gonna talk about equipment a little yes. later. So, so just stay tuned, Virginia. We're gonna get to podcasting equipment as well. Um, and uh, there's Lindy, Lindy. She's like, great to see Anna oh. on the show. Yes, absolutely. Lindy, the super connector. For those of you out there, make sure you connect with Lindy um, Chapman as well. So, Anna, I mean, as far as being a hot trend, but at the end of the day, there's quite a lot of benefits of podcasting, right? Especially yes. for, a, for a business owner or even a company to do podcasting. What are some of these kind of benefits that you've noticed from podcasting? Yeah, so... Um a podcast is incredible because it can serve a lot of different purposes. And you can, I normally say um, to whoever is wanting to start a podcast, it's like the wild, wild west in a way. So you have a lot of freedom to come up with a genre that maybe is, hasn't been done yet, something that suits your uh, schedule better. So all of these things that kind of normally in other forms like blogging, um, it's a little bit, you know, structured um, vlogging, same thing in video. You have a lot of different things you have to obey. With podcasting, you can play as much as you want. So that is, you know, like one of the things that matters is that you have the freedom to do a lot of different things and be more uh, artistic than you would with other mediums and, and your audience will like that. So mainly the benefits are, uh, you know, you can showcase that um, expertise in an intimate way that you can through other mediums. And so you can become an online uh, thought leader. You, you can grow your online experience uh, on talking. Um, that can prepare you to become a, a speaker because you'll get comfortable having all of these conversations with yourself, monologues, if, if, that's, that's, um, if you're doing a solo show. Um, you'll get comfortable interviewing people. So talking to other people will get you more comfortable interacting. So if you want to use a podcast for lead generation, you can because you'll, you'll have a um, kind of unparalleled access to these people that, you know, if you were just doing a sales pitch, um, on a video, it can get quite stiff. You can't showcase who you are, but through a podcast, you're able to do that preparation with your guest. You're able to do the show so you can showcase your expertise. You can showcase who you are, what values you have. And then lastly, at the end of the show, you can just like hold on to the, to the, to your guests and just say, Hey, let's talk a little bit more about, you know, what you do. How can I help you? And it's a way more, um, it's a, no, an organic way to really start talking business, uh, talk shop with someone who just had, right. Um, and so that is another, uh, benefit. So preparing you for lead generation in a more comfortable setting. So if you're an introvert, that's a great way. Uh, if you don't like selling, that's a great way. So um, those things, uh, mm -hmm. marketing content can be created on a podcast and it can be then distributed on a way, uh, I would say probably the, the best way to create marketing content because um, you have an audio. Uh, file. If you do a video, you have an audio and a video file. You can take quotes out of it. You can do audiograms, which are normally the teasers. Um, you can make a lot of multimedia content that we know today um, is the best way to uh, engage with your audience on social media. Um, so, you know, if you are blogging, it can be a little bit tricky to, mar tricky to market that uh, on Instagram, for instance, right? Or on a more visual um, social media account. So, you got to consider mm -hmm. um, those elements. Then if you're like, I don't like writing, like I personally don't like writing as much as I yeah. like um, doing interviews and talking to people. Um, so that's another uh, way uh, to create um, content that, you know, is just an easier way to connect to your audience through your voice, 
while doing something that you enjoy more. <laughs> um, and yeah. then uh, last but not least, really uh, creating marketable content that will grow your business because we all know that SEO is important. So creating all of these content that is engaging and interesting to your audience um, and that they can find organically on Google, it just helps your overall brand. I hope I hope I uh, shared uh, enough. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my that. God. That's awesome. Yeah. And and I, I do find that like um, there's something about hearing someone's voice in your head, because most of the time we're listening to it on our headphones, right? Yes. So it's almost like a voice in our head telling us things. And it, it seems to kind of like seep in deeper almost, right? Wouldn't you say like, especially like if I'm out on a jog or a walk and it's just this voice talking and um, I find it both like a great learning exercise as well as like just kind of getting to, getting to know that speaker or that host or that guest better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you can, again, you can't read emotion. You can't, you know, if you're doing a video, you may be distracted um, by, um, you know, something that is included in the video and you won't observe the message as much as you would um, through audio. Also, it's inc incredibly intimate, as you were saying, it's just you and that person is an an, an, an interrupted way to get your, lis your, your listener slash ideal client attention. Um, and so, you know, you can use a podcast uh, in all of these ways. Um, if you're a small business or if you are a big corporation, you can use podcasting to onboard people. Um, and so um, let's say your employees are driving back to the office. They're able to listen to you in the in the voice of your leaders, of your C-suite. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it also breaks barriers when you're talking to your employees like that. Because, like, oh, I know how he sounds like. I, I create That's expectations, true. right? And so it is especially in this um, virtual world right now. Oh my God, yes! And it it yeah. really helps an employee feel part of it. You can talk about culture, right? And 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 talk about how it means to you. You can use storytelling in a way more powerful way than just reading something. Um, we have so a great that's, question that's great. from uh, yes. Brian Morrison. Hey, Brian, shout out to Brian of uh, Proxy. And uh, he supplies um, chiefs of staff to people oh. and organizations. So if you're interested in that, make sure you connect with him. He was a guest last year on my show. So Brian asks, love podcast. Do you think the future is more professional, is leaning towards like professionally edited quality kind of podcasts? or the kind of starter organic kind of quality is enough? What do you think, Anna? Well, it depends where you are in your business, depends um, how much can you afford. I would say right now um, with technology that is available, you can pretty much record a good sounding quality podcast. I think with like anything on video, right? You look at YouTube and you look back and say, you know, maybe 10 years ago, um, those kind of like homely videos still have great results. People still connect with those. So people actually don't like professionally uh, edited videos because it feels like it's not as authentic. So I think it depends on who the audience is, but I see potential for both growth for both, depending on, um, you know, what, what is your goal with a podcast? But a hundred percent, I think that we're gearing toward a more professional kind of like, I would say even more like setting up a standard, um, in podcasting. And, and the truth is if, um, good quality audio matters, but good content matters most. What, when good audio quality matters more is when it gets in the, the audio quality gets in the way of your message. So if you're, for instance, using your uh, computer's uh, built-in microphone and you're not wearing headphones, it will sound echoey. If you do not care about, um, you know, wearing a mic an ex external microphone and providing good audio quality, and if it's like wind and jewelry jiggling, um, that will distract the listener. Um, so that's, to me, that's what I think that people need to look out for. Uh, professional edited podcasts are definitely the golden standard that everyone should you know, try to aim for, right. but it is also um, expensive. Uh, it yeah. at least has has some expense, uh, some expense uh, collected connected to it. So, I and I always think back to this great quote that I heard from Sean Canal. He's with a, he's a YouTuber. He always says, "Let your days in obscurity prepare you for popularity." So oh. I always feel like you know you can start with the most rudimentary equipment. Just yeah. get it out there into the flow, 
nobody's listening or watching at the beginning anyways, because you're still trying to get the word out, right? Unless you're yeah. some famous, you know, thought leader or, or movie star or whatever, right? So just do it, get it out yeah. there, even if it's rudimentary equipment. And then as you kind of get into the flow of it, that's usually when I always tell people then spend the money, buy the right. fancy equipment, all that. Absolutely. Yeah. And also just enjoy the journey. Um, and here's yeah. something that I, I worry when people say, I want to start podcasting, tell me how much I need to spend. It's just not good. Mm. Here's, here's, here's what matters. And I don't know if you want to segue into that already, uh, the equipment. Yeah. Annie? Okay. Yeah, we can. Um, I did you want to talk about? Well, we got a few um, questions about okay. like just how to get started as well. Mm -hmm. So, okay. you know, you have kind of like your five tips, your five steps to starting a podcast. So, what what would those be? Yes. Okay. So, just to finish what um, my previous point was, um, invest in equipment that won't hold back that won't hold you back from actual content creation. Um, invest in equipment that you can either hire someone to set it up for you and you're good and you're ready to go um, or invest in, in quality content that will get you good results without feeling over overpowering and stressful way too many people say i want to start podcasting they buy all the equipment which is the fun part right like the, the gadgets the toys they're super excited and then they just get really frustrated because oh i i, I can't figure this out right so let's make sure that we start by Number one, which is pretty much um, start with a podcast idea and uh, make sure that that idea is feasible. And what I mean by that is that sometimes everyone says, go for the niche, right? Be specific. But sometimes people go too far down the, ni the niche uh, path. And what ends up happening is that um, they created these kind of like tunnel vision path and then they, they did 10 episodes and that was it. If your goal was to do 10 episodes, there's nothing wrong with it. But if you want to do a podcast that is kind of on ongoing, so week by week, you might you may want to consider um, doing what I call a brain dump, which is a very important part of figuring out if a podcast is sustainable in the long run or if it's aimed at serialized content. So season one, season two, like pretty much what Fanny is doing. Um, so. Doing a brain dump includes thinking about enough topics, I normally say around 32, um, in uh, which you, ev you evaluate uh, stuff like, what are my content pillars? So these uh, kind of like pillars, they will help you create content. And Fanny, you talked about this previously, um, where you figure out, what am I going to talk about? Let's say you podcast for a year. After that year, you may like think, oh my gosh, I don't know what else to talk about. Having content pillars would really help you exactly pinpoint what are the things that you need to talk about? What are the kind of like umbrella topics that will guide you for content creation? And so thinking, do I wanna do a solo episode or guests or both? Both are great uh, because you can interview people. That's an, a great way to grow your podcast organically. You can also do uh, solo episodes in which you can establish that connection that Fanny was saying about you and the listener. It's an intimate relationship. I am sorry for people who say, oh, you can explore um, your expertise with guests. No, you can't. I personally believe that people are going to think about, oh, these guests are so great. They're saying great stuff. They may say, oh, um, the other person, the host actually, like they're saying good stuff, but they're focusing on the guest. So um, I think it's important if you want to use a podcast to grow your uh, online branding and your expertise online, um, if you want to create that as the lead generation for your business, you need to make sure that you are talking directly to your listener. Um, and so solo episodes are a great way to do that. Um, now, managing your time as a podcaster will get really overwhelming if you don't plan it ahead. Um, so you may not manage at all. It's just struggling week by week to get content out, to pump something because your listeners got to listen um, to something. You got to just like work it and they may fall out of your content standards. So batching is important. What um, Fanny was talking in the beginning, uh, planning for, uh, you know, maybe you set up a day in the month or a day in the week and you plan all of your content and then record in the same day or schedule different interviews that same week and then you release it. There's nothing uh, worse than a uh, lack of consistency. And we do know that that's really what keeps a uh, brand uh, name or a person uh, being kind of like top of mind, which is consistency, consistency, um, keeping up with, uh, you know, that that 
project week by week by week by week. If people want to do, for instance, a podcast, um, they'll see that I share content um, every day on uh, social media. If they want to start a podcast, they probably will reach out to me because they have um, seen that I know what I'm talking about. I'm giving them uh, very good tips on how to start a podcast, how to continue growing their podcast. Um, so how that fits into your week is something that is huge. Um, another tip is don't do it by yourself. If um, if you have some money to spare, consider, you know, maybe hiring a strategist in the beginning, which is what sometimes I do. I sit down with podcasters. I run through what the important and overwhelming part is. And then they take it away and they say, OK, you can use um, this software that is beginner level. Um, it won't be overly complicated. Like, for instance, music production softwares are super complicated. If you go for a platform like Anchor, you can record in the platform and add music and then add your guests you can do everything live right there or and when i say live is kind of live to tape which means you do it in the moment with uh the person and then you can edit that out so it's way uh easier like that so think about also like what is your comfort level in terms of technology in terms of promotion and hire people that will cover the things that you don't want to do. Um, oh, yeah. Hire for so our weaknesses, important. right? Oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. It's so important. And then um, I think the last one is um, do not take your podcast and think that that's something else. Your podcast should be fully integrated in your marketing and content strategy, right? And and that's the thing when sometimes, let's say, and I guess I'll, I'll make it clear with a, an example. So if you sell plants and you do a podcast, I don't know, on dollhouses, if you're promoting a podcast, people will think, oh, she's the dollhouse person, not she's the plant person. So if you do a podcast about, you know, frequent plant questions, I've, I've done a strategy session with um, this gentleman here that in Dallas that he was like, well, I want to integrate it. I just kind of like want to create that need of I am the expert. Come to me to uh, answer your plan questions, as well as creating all of that wealth of online content that then it will work with me on SEO. Um, that Google will see all of that content connected to my name and will be bring people uh, to my website, particularly because AI now, uh, artificial, artificial in intelligence can now read audio, uh, which means that it just, you know, it is wonderful because you're creating all of this content and Google's like, I get it. Let's pump up those results to the front page. Yeah, I mean, one of the great things that I learned from you is the fact that I can actually integrate the podcasts and have them posted on my website. Yeah. And there's like, I, I use Wix for those of, out there that use Wix, and I'm sure there's other website providers that, that can integrate that. But to be able to kind of like refresh the podcasts directly onto the website, our website, that just kind of drives more people oh and drives more traffic to our website, doesn't it? Yes. And um, I mean, it just speaks to the importance of having a podcast. All of these websites, every single website, Squarespace, uh, Wix, um, Weebly, um, WordPress, mm -hmm. all of them have podcast players that are built in. They will not host your audio. Actually, I'm saying this, uh, Squarespace will. Um, but the majority of these will speak to your podcast hosting platform and they'll say, okay, whenever there's a new episode, display the new episode. And so you don't need to go back and, and do all of that work where you go in, you gotta fill in, you know, all of the title, the information, embed the, the, the player on your website and then go back and publish. Like that's a lot of extra work. So working smarter uh, will really get you uh, time to do prep for episodes or kind of promotional episode uh, content that you can create all of that in kind of like with that time that you were doing, you know, yeah, uploading. And actually, I see blog. Don Don Williams. He's three weeks into his podcast launch, posting an episode five days a week. Um, Apple update weirdness dependent. Oh yes. <laughs> so what that means is that uh, Apple uh, updated the uh, Apple updated oh, their operating system, and so the funny. Apple Podcasts app crashed completely. Actually, yeah, I I, I knew that was going to happen, and so I kind of wow. didn't touch it. And yeah, a lot okay. of podcasts. Uh, disappeared from the feeds and that was kind of stressful to a lot of creators oh my um, gosh but again yeah. good thing that spotify and google podcasts are you know 
strong enough that you can always redirect them to other platforms. So that's important. <laughs> yeah. And actually, Dolores's uh, question leads kind of into our next question. She said, I'd love to start a podcast, but I need to find out what I can talk about that people would find interesting. Um, how about you all? Like, yeah, like what do you have any kind of like tips on how to pick a theme or um, like what what do we talk about? Right. Um, I would say start by one, what you're passionate about. Um, you always mm. perform better when you're doing that. If you want to use a podcast to grow your business, think about all the questions that people ask you all the time that you naturally talk about it. And um, a trick to make that happen is that do not um, do a one hour episode on it. Break it in smaller chunks. Maybe, you know, it can be a five minute episode. Like that is enough. One of my uh, favorite podcasters, um, he podcast every single day. Um, I think since 1993 or something like that. Holy smokes. I know. Like it's insane. The, the gentleman does an inspirational podcast, which is three minutes. And normally I would be driving to work when that happened. And I would always have to listen to each episode like three times because it was so powerful. It was so kind of mind boggling. You like, ah, I need to listen to this again to like really consume what he just said and just like really process it. So um, mm -hmm. thinking about topics that you're comfortable doing that you can find guests to talk about, um, really find something that really lights you up, but also that aligns with your business if that's that's what you're doing. Because I mean, we all have hobbies and that's totally fine. People have, you know, been very successful with podcasts that it was started out as a hobby, something they were passionate about, and then, you know, they made money out of it and everything. But um, just think about what do you want that to be? And then try to find the topic afterward, because the goal of a podcast should always be aligned with your long term goal. Otherwise, if it's just something that you feel like doing in the moment, it's not going to last. And so con continuity, again, it is important. Consistency, consistency is important. Um, so just keep uh, picking, picking your, your clients, um, brains, take notes of all the things. And then normally when you pick one topic, um, all these little subtopics come out and then just take just take like an expert sheet and just do a brain dump of all the ideas. And um, when you're really in tune, what people say, the flow, right? When you're in flow yeah. with your content, you will find content ideas everywhere. I, I personally, I am in bed about to fall asleep and I have a notepad <laughs> next to my bedside table. And I just, sometimes yeah. I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, that would be a great real idea. And so putting yourself in the shoes of your customers and think, what do they ask me all the time? What do they need help? What is their pain point that I need mm -hmm. to solve? Um, and just being, being in tune with everything in your business that you've spent time explaining to a client or everything that you really devote energy and think this is something people need to know about. Yeah. I saw a question from Neil. I can't find the comment, but he asked about, um, you know, Clubhouse is oh, a yeah. huge popular thing right now. And in a way it's audio only. Mm -hmm. So Neil Israel was asking like, should he spend his time focusing on Clubhouse or podcasting? Do you have any thoughts around those two? Uh, yes, I do. Actually, you should use both. Um, so Clubhouse is actually on its live, right? Is not when you need it to be. So um, a, pod, a, a podcast and a Clubhouse should be always working in connection with one another. So a Clubhouse can be a great way to drive traffic to your podcast and um, you know engage with your audience, where your audience can talk to you, ask you questions. That can be a great source of ideas um, to just come up with podcast content later in the year to engage with your listeners and increase engagement overall with your brand. Um, it can also give you a more kind of like in a more like personal intimate version of you where you can talk to your listeners and kind of engage with that with um, with them directly live. But at the same time, um, a podcast, unfortunately, isn't discoverable in the sense of like YouTube, right? So um, People will always listen to podcasts. They were probably very likely recommended. Um, say, you know, your best friend, your your aunt, your friends. Um, you saw something on LinkedIn. A, con a connection yeah. of yours suggested it. Um, and so it's still very much word of mouth. So you want to make sure that you do those clubhouses to spread the word organically yeah. about your podcast, and then utilize that two-way channel because people can talk to you. Uh, for someone who hasn't been on a clubhouse um, before. You can really 
anyone, anyone can join a room and um, talk to you. Um, so it's so important to make sure that you're not talking to the void, which is one of the podcast <laughs> mistakes that people do. Um, yes. Not knowing, not not you know, creating content, but not reevaluating. Who am I talking to? What are they needs? Who is this listener? Right? Like that's the one thing. If you don't know your ideal customer, um, how can you know? Or your ideal listener, how can you know what he, they need to know about? Right? You're kind of like shooting at everything, just all the things. And if you're talking to everybody, you're talking to nobody. Absolutely. Um, and then, so let's get into that equipment mm -hmm. because. Several people have asked about yes. it now, and uh, let's just dive right in. Do you need special equipment, and are there certain equipment that you recommend, mm -hmm. or what What are your thoughts about equipment, Anna? Okay, so um, again, the, what is the most important thing in podcasting? Content first. Um, and then you need to ask two questions. Um, one, the room or the space that I'm recording, is can it be altered, or I need to keep it as it is? And then the other question is, what is my budget? Because you can really run the gamut on that. You can you can spend you know eighty dollars on a microphone, and you can spend five hundred dollars on a microphone. Uh, and so, like the answer to the first uh, question will really get you a little bit of an idea for the second. So, if you can't change your room, like for instance, the room where I'm in, um, you need to consider uh, you know either um, uh, just using a uh, mic fill, uh, a pop filter, uh, sorry, a mic shield, or I'm going say uh, that it's kind of like a cube. Um, it will remove background noise. You can use something like, you know, those, um, those cubes that you can get anywhere, or you can order it on Amazon. They go anything from, you know, $20 to, um, you know, $200. Um, you can also purchase, and this is like extreme, you can actually purchase, um, kind of a, a booth, a vocal booth that you just assemble almost like a tent. Um, so you can do that, you can put it out and you can just like flatten it out when you don't need it. Um, if you can actually change the the, the space, you're gonna look for a, a, probably a different type of equipment. So um, there's tiles, like audio uh, acoustic tiles that you can buy. They're actually quite pretty. For all my design geeks out there, I am a, uh, I'm kind of one of those people that like, it has to be functional, but it also has to be pretty. Um, and so back in the day, you know, you were looking at those like uh, sound treatment panels and they weren't very, looking very pretty. So now today you can actually get really pretty ones that don't ruin your aesthetic. So in terms of- Are those those foam kind of tiles yes, that I've seen on yes, some those, YouTubers? Okay. Yes, those are not very pretty, but you can get uh, sounding pa acoustic panels that actually have like pretty design. So if you see- Oh, and they're okay. colorful. I've seen like uh, colorful yeah, ones. Yes, yeah. and they can get really beautiful patterns that just kind of like are just like really nice and they look higher end and they don't cost that much money. So if you don't, if you can't change your setup, you're going to look for a, um, a dynamic microphone. Um, so a dynamic microphone, what it does is that it's less sensitive and it's also um, going to help you uh, with, uh, let's say you're also kind of, unsure about technical stuff and you want to make sure that is also kind of like what I would say safe and uh, kind of foolproof, um, you're going to go for that type of microphone. And they, you know, there's, there's the Yeti that is very oh, popular. That's what I have. Yes. Ah, yes. There you go. Um, so when I, you say dynamic, is that the ones that use a USB to plug into your computer? Normally, yes, yes. Mm. So the dynamic is around like the type of uh, kind of like, um, uh, the type of audio that it can pick up. So normally dynamic are less sensitive and what it mm. means, it will be more forgiving. And so yeah. uh, by doing that, it won't pick up as much. I'm trying to speak in layman's terms as much as possible because I see a lot of people speaking very complex terms and um, it can get confusing to a lot of people. Um, and so what you can do, um, first off, you can start with something like this right like your message yeah. getting just starting is the most important thing then everything will fall in place and you can invest in some uh microphone for instance but um a dynamic microphone will won't pick up the audio of your neighbors uh kind of like talking next door or you dropped uh, someone dropped something three rooms probably the vibration will pick it up those those microphones will do a great job at helping you out in the post-production so making sure that you're not editing all of that background noise when you're removing yeah. background noise you're removing background noise um, so you're removing also frequencies from your own voice 
if done incorrectly, you will sound like a robot. So you or you have kids sure. running around as they come yeah. home from school. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect timing. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can invest and you can actually soundproof the room you're in, you're going to look for a condenser, a condenser microphone. Those are normally higher end. They cost around, you know, like 200 uh, upward. Audio-Technica, um, if you're looking for brands, Audio-Technica has brands there, like the condenser and the uh, dynamics. So you can look at that if you're just trying to find one brand to do that. So normally the uh, condenser microphones are the ones that you need an XLR cable, um, which I have right right behind me, um, that, will con that will require a power source that is not your computer and will need an audio interface between <clears throat> your computer and the microphone. So that means that they're a little That's bit more I complicated. That's when I kind of like stopped. I was like, okay, I'm good with dynamic. <laughs> Anything yes. else is yes. and not to too me, complicated for me. And like, I think that some dynamic microphones actually allow you to upgrade. And what I mean by that is taking the USB uh, ah. uh, cable and actually put an yes. XLR cable and then it becomes from digital to analog audio. So you can actually purchase, if you're thinking long-term, purchase a microphone that will really be good for the long-term. And I, I can almost imagine I'm going to get a little bit of a comments on, this, on the comment section saying the Yeti is a terrible microphone. The Yeti is a great microphone, but a lot of people, it's user error. And um, <laughs> yes. you, can sound, you can sound vocal booth ready um, if you use you know, a closet but it needs to be set in the right mode. And so, mm. and mic level, to me, that's mouth level, mic level, it is, is an easy way to remember, mic and lips, right? Yeah. Like here. Um, so the closer it is, and if you like straining, I have um, if uh, on, on our uh, website, if you don't mind pulling it up, um, Fanny. Yes, absolutely. So we have resources for podcasters and we just finished an interview, which was amazing with an Irish voice uh, vocal coach. And she taught it. She taught us um, some um, vocal exercises on how to. Is this the page? Um, yes, that is the page. Correct. So if you scroll down a little bit, there you go. So you have resources there that will help you um, if you're just starting. All of that content is beginner level because I am passionate about helping people kind of get their idea off the ground. And if you if you throw too many complex things from the get go. I, I don't know about you, but I feel very overwhelmed and I'm like, I can't yeah. do that right now. So let's take yeah. little steps and move toward growing, right? And that's what um, I my whole mission is about, is empowering people to grow their podcast. But it's not about like, this is the microphone. This is the strategy. Let's look at what you have, what your limit, what your circumstances are and adapt to those. And then, you know, if you grow, if you monetize all of those things, then we can talk about how you up level from there. But getting yeah. your basics right is important to move then to a level where, um, you know, you can do all of those changes. But again, baby steps. Um, so Absolutely. So for those of you that want more resources about podcasting, you definitely have to check out Anna's um, website, thepodcastspace.com. Oh, my gosh. As I was just scrolling through, you have like so many great articles in here. Um, this is amazing. This is awesome. Look at all this guys. So make sure you check out the podcastspace.com and then look for, uh, resources, resources for, for podcasters. podcasters. Absolutely. Yeah. Now you mentioned one, um, something about monetization because there was a question from, yeah, I saw it as uh, well. yes. Uh, I think it was, was it Dolores, right? Um, was it Dolores? Yeah, I think uh, yes. maybe. Um, how, what are the ways to monetize your Ooh, podcast? Yes, let's right? talk about it's, that. Let's talk about money. <laughs> yes, let's talk about money, particularly because um, there's around five to six ways to monetize mainly. Um, and so it depends what I think that really thinking um, long term really helps because the best ROI in podcasting, it is really using a podcast as the lead generation tool for your business. It won't, it will, nothing will beat that, right? People want to get uh, excited about sponsorships and say, I want to do sponsorships. It's actually a little bit of work finding people. It's not impossible. It is easy if you already know um, your, someone in your network that aligns with your podcast. Um, 
And so you can find sponsorships like that. There, there's also websites that help you. That's that you go create your website. Um, sorry, you go create your profile and say, "Hey, this is what my podcast is about. This is how many listeners uh, I have a month or downloads I have. You know, every single episode, da da da." And then you, they will pair you up with brands. Um, so you can do that as well. Podcast platforms, um, podcast host pla hosting platforms. Um, will uh, actually pay you to uh, do that as well. So they will put ads on your show. Um, you only kind of select where they need to be. So it's pre-roll, mid-roll, and post-roll. So beginning, middle, end. Um, so you can do that. Um, you can also talk directly to someone and say, I want you to sponsor my show and I'll run an ad. Now, thinking about monetizing, you probably want to think about it like big picture. So website, social media. Um, YouTube, and then, you know, obviously the audio in itself, uh, you know, stories, shout out on social media, um, all of these different things that you can uh, think about monetizing. Um, you can also think about it in another way, right? Um, you can yeah. say, okay, I am going to do this podcast. I am going to create content. I'm going to generate traffic to my website. And then, you know, as I, people are there, uh, also monetize through, um, Google ads, it's kind of like a little different, but still some people do that because they know that um, multimedia content beats just words, no matter what. So that's another way to do it. Um, I would say the um, other way that I find people can uh, monetize is just kind of like promoting, um, you know, doing like those shout outs on social media and trying to get the business through there, which is a little bit of lead generation. Some people do that. Um, I'm not, it's one of those that I'm, I don't think works. Um, it's not like a perfect solution, right? So normally the best ROI is doing that. Also, if you're selling um, a book, um, you can create content to sell your book, your services, um, um, or really, like if you have other things, you can do. Um, this is this is one of the I've seen them being done like this is a little bit complicated. But having two businesses and creating um, the podcast on the other business, but having to sponsor your other business, that's something that you can do as well. I love it. And I saw a great uh, tip in here. Don Williams shared some of his favorite mics, uh, the Blue Yeti, the Rode Procaster, yes. and the Countryman B6. I have never so, heard about the Countryman B6, but it sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And Neil says he likes the Yeti. Yes. He uses it for his commercial videos. Um, a tip. Oh, uh, can mm -hmm. I just say something about the Yeti? Please, um please. The Yeti is great because you can record uh, background noises as well, which can be great if you are someone that works in the outside and you want all of the ambient noise with the birds, the tractor ah. in the distance. It creates an atmosphere that you don't need to in post-production overlap, right? Um, yeah. Super smart. And also you can create pre-COVID times. Um, you could just have multiple speakers um, around the same table or just like two people and just you just change the mode It's very versatile like that and then you mm -hmm. record all of those without having to buy seven microphones or four right. microphones and the audio yes. interface because you can't record you can't have let's say seven microphones and with a usb cable and run them into the same computer your computer is going to be like i don't know this is too much um so um it is very versatile so sorry like love love crush for for yeti microphones they're they're great Here's an interesting question, Anna. Oh, okay. Someone said, aside from business, um, oh. for people in job transition that might want to increase their visibility and develop their brand, what do you think about podcasting for like brand visibility and those in job transition? Yes, it's it's pretty much the same. Think about it yourself as a business, right? You you're, are your own brand. Mm -hmm. um, yes. So you can do a podcast for two things. I love actually that question because um, I get some of my podcast clients, they want to um, increase awareness to become a thought leader and get more work out of those. So if you are, a, a, you know, a, an industry um expert trying to find the next gig or trying to find a role, um, you can network with people in an easier way and really get to those decision makers uh, faster. So it is in the same way, the same thing, but you just use it with a different purpose, just which is getting the job. Um, creating content uh, online really um, 
I think like it's just paramount today. Um, if people Google you and they can't find anything about you, they're like, are you stuck in the past? Can you use technology? Um, are you who you are? Are you a ghost? Um, there's there's all of these horror stories of people being hired and they didn't have the expertise. By showcasing that, you're, you're, um, you're really getting yourself ahead of the competition because someone may say, oh, hey, I'm applying for this job. Um, yeah. I've actually done my podcast on this topic. I know your industry, um, or sorry, I know that this this um, company is um, a leader in this industry. Actually, I had your CEO two years ago. Figure out, yeah, and um, and they may be it really able sets you up as an industry leader, right? Right, and you may be able to negotiate a higher salary, for instance. And, uh, you know, all of these mm -hmm. things that really matter on when someone is doing that uh, job search, um, think about who also is on the other side and they may be looking for what things you do. I mean, it's a no brainer if you have a candidate who demonstrates their knowledge on a podcast every single week or every month. Um, yep. And then someone who you just, you know, you have their word for it. But if you can really show their them your expertise oh my gosh you're just getting ahead of everyone and they also are going to figure out like how you talk um personal things about the about you you know like do you stutter then if someone in the team may stutter as well yeah. they're like this is my guy um like we bond immediately without you even stepping in the room so things I have like a quick let's uh, time just flies but oh i want to get to this question because um, you mentioned it a little bit, but there's just, and even when I started, I didn't realize there's just so many possibilities, but there's quite a lot of um, podcast platforms. Yeah. What are some of your favorites or, or ones that you would recommend? Yeah, so um, there's there's a distinction that needs to be made, and that's actually why a lot of podcasters struggle with understanding a little bit this, of this in the beginning. seems very confusing. So there's something about uh, podcast distribution channels and podcast uh, kind of uh, uploading channels. Like, let's call it like that, right? Um, so you have distribution and management or uploading. And so, for instance, Spotify. A Spotify is uh, not a an uploading platform, right? So you use that to listen to things. But um, for instance, Apple Podcasts um, is actually that's not a good example because they kind of like shifted so apple podcasts google podcasts um spotify uh itunes um uh, tune in sorry um those and pretty much like 30 more um are platforms that are about distributing your content think about it in the us you mainly have these three or four ones that i talked about but if you go to china they actually have their own podcast platforms if you go to um South America, there's a specific platform they use as well. Europe, same thing. Um, India, they have a specific one. So um, by having uh, your podcast on these podcast uploading platforms, let's call them like this again, um, so that to to streamline it, you have a yeah. uh, very different one. So you have Spreaker. Um, it's like speaker with an R. Uh, some of my clients are there. Uh, Podbean, um, Libsyn, uh, and then something that I'm checking on now more uh, and kind of like more interested and um, I think I may be talking into um, I've already created content for them so I'm more aware of what they mm -hmm. do so um, Sounder FM is a platform that is they is using a lot of AI um, so a lot of machine learning technology to help you with organic SEO picking uh, kind wow. of like good titles, descriptions. Um, Fanny, you are on Anchor FM. Anchor yeah, FM is also- Yeah, I love um, Anchor. Mm -hmm. Yes, so Anchor actually um, is a great platform to just start because everything is built in and there. Now, mm -hmm. if you want to take a podcast somewhere else, uh, when you're, if you're thinking about growing your podcast to a level where you just, you know, you are in a business and you can pay for all of these things, probably paying for, you know, a, pod, a Sounder FM um, or a Spreaker or a, a Podbean is a good idea just because um it's more limit it's more limiting when you are on anchor actually i forgot yeah. to say um a way to monetize as well is through these podcast hosting platforms the uploading ones they are called hosting platforms because they have all of your content and then they say oh do you want to monetize we'll play the ads and so ah, yes anchor uh, does that yeah. yes so um yeah. Anchor was actually bought by Spotify. And mm. so um, there's that that's I hope I was clear enough on explaining the differences um, yeah. and, and how you how you access both uh, both of those. So for those all of you out there, I mean, this is 
I, I almost feel like I need to watch this again because there's so much great content, so much tips and advice to unpack. Uh, you can always catch the replay of this show. It's immediately available right after uh, this live session. It's on YouTube, Facebook, as well as uh, LinkedIn. But for those of you that want more information and that want to kind of like, you know, up your podcast game, you need to hire Anna. I did. And uh, I've you know, it's, she just has amazing, amazing advice. But uh, podcast, thepodcastspace.com, right, Anna? And yes. uh, people can sign up for your newsletter, right? Yes. On so the website itself? On the website. They go on the website and um, they can access the social media accounts. I'll be honest, Instagram is the place where I'm most active on. <laughs> and uh, you can see a lot of videos and resources being uh, shared uh, five to six times a week. Um, and so the uh, the podcastspace.com is a place where then if you scroll all the way down, um, you will uh, actually not on this page because uh, it's a different type of page. But at the end yeah. and on the home page, a pop up will show up like, do you want to be part of our network of our team? Um, sorry, what am I saying? If you want to be a part of uh, our kind of community Newsletter. and then you can fill that mm -hmm. up. And it will awesome. uh, get get uh, all the articles that we share every other week on your inbox. Thank you. Thank you so much, Anna. Um, stay put. I just want to close out and uh, announce some of the upcoming events here. Uh, for those of you out there that are in technology, be sure to join us on May 25th at the Las Colinas Country Club. We are in person now, the Association of Business Technology Professionals. Um, the Bill Woodich, the best-selling author of Fail More will be our guest speaker. And he's gonna talk all about moving from fear to purpose-driven action in times of uncertainty. So you can register at abtpdfw.org for all you tech professionals out there. And I also want to give a shout out to my upcoming guest, Heidi Torres. She is going to be talking all about networking. She wrote a new book around networking. She interviewed a whole variety of folks from all kinds of industries. And uh, you don't want to miss that if you want to up your networking game. So make sure you tune in Thursday, May 27th in two weeks for her as well. And in the meantime, I want to thank you, Anna. Thank you so much. So many great nuggets, so many great tips. Uh, everyone, you all have to kind of like rewatch this. <laughs> There's so much to unpack. Um, but thank you, Anna. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your insights. And uh, for those of you out there, check out the podcast space. And um, thanks for your time, Anna. Thank you. Thank you, Fanny. I'm really excited to be here. And I'm so happy that I was able to answer a lot of podcast questions. So oh, happy. yeah. Thank you for having me. Definitely. Make sure you follow her on Instagram as well. And for those of you out there, make sure that you continue to shine your light, share your message, share your gifts with the world through video. Thank you for tuning in this week. It's always a pleasure chatting with you all.